0: So we're doing another test just to, um, I think this looks a little bit more balanced, Ryan, uh, at least for me, so I'm comfortable with it. I'm happy with it, which, as you know, takes a lot of effort for me to be happy with the audio levels. Yeah, it does. So why don't you give the listeners a little
1: taste of your voice? Do you want to taste my voice? Just slurp it up. (laughs) (laughs) Taste it. Take it in. consume it. Down it through your esophagus. Mm, Bathe me in your (laughs) acid of your stomach. (laughs) Lap it up. (laughs) Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to
0: episode 89 of Otaka Brothers. My name is Rusty. And as always, I am joined by my forever co-host and
1: brother-in-law. Ryan, what's going on, man? I'm exhausted. Um, So it's been a really long week for me. Um, We are currently doing rotations in our plants to work on the line. And my rotation hit yesterday. And holy shit. Yeah. Like, it's been a long time since I've hurt this bad. And I feel like this is what old age and death feels like, <laughs> or at least wow. the cusp of like, I don't know, the event horizon of my demise. Mm, yeah. Um. So we, I had to wake up at 345, got out of bed around like 355, walk the dog. I ate a grapefruit and Ooh. coffee, not enough. I didn't have any food in the house though. Um, so not enough to sustain me. I went there, got to the plant around like 545. My, da- my dad actually volunteered to work the same day, so we worked the line together. Um, and it was rough. Like it's, it's an eight-hour shift. The first kind of activity that they had us doing, we, we volunteered for interior um, of the vehicle, and it was just mounting like a torque rod onto the engine mount to hold it to the body. Mm-hmm. It's just three bolts, the torque rod, and then I'd have to marker something. Not terrible. I was fine with it doing eight hours. I was zoning out actually thinking of my Minecraft world, how I wanted to build <laughs> nice. my potential house. And I told my dad, I was like, this isn't terrible. Like, I could do this for eight hours. <laughs> that was one vehicle. There's three different vehicles on the line at one time or that run. So we went to first break, got back, re-energized. They switched out the vehicles, and this one's like a sedan, a lower run, or a lower height vehicle. Mm-hmm. And they had us putting in carpeting, and because I'm six foot, dad's six four, us bending over to throw the carpeting, we had to walk maybe like ten meters or so, put the carpet in, flip it, put it under the pedals. We were bent over because it was on the floor of a sedan. Oh my gosh. So my back for like two hours was completely arched. Like the worst deadlifting form ever. As we were shuffling down the line trying to jam the shit under pedals. And then we had to like pull up cords from the body. Mm-hmm. Awful. Like after two hours I was questioning life. I'm like I see why everyone's quitting. No one wants to stay in the line. We went to lunch. I had... Because I had no food, I brought an apple and grapefruit. Oh my gosh, dude! So I ended up buying like a sandwich, like an Italian sandwich. Oh, so had, they had like uh, someone. Yeah, in they a just had box lunches because okay. COVID's yeah. Yeah. apparently terrible. And um yeah, I got a box lunch, Italian sandwich, hit the spot. It was so good. Like, well, at that point, after, anything tastes yeah, good. after suffering for two hours straight, like I was thinking about it. I'm like, if when if when whoever's hell I go to this is exactly what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Because like a cart of the carpet or like a, a rack of the carpet came to the line. And I was like, oh, okay, like there's two of them. Not bad. I can deal with 30 cars. And then the material handler person carted up five more racks of this. And I was just like, oh, fuck. And then dad, he he was like, yeah, you're probably going to be doing this the rest of the shift. Another six hours. Jeez. And I got back from lunch um, after having like Cheetos, like Italian sandwich, and I'm just like, I'm probably going to throw up because it's consistent cardio. It was more like, the carb is probably like 30 pounds. You run in, do all this shit. It was brutal. Like, I was dripping. Like, my hat was, I had a hard hat on. It was falling off. Like, I was, my hair was drenched. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's like wrestler level of exhaustion after two hours of straight practice. Um, Got back from lunch, and they had me doing the bolts again, which was great. Um, And then we switched right at the very end to a vehicle that hasn't actually been released to the public yet. Mm-hmm which was cool. Um, But we had maybe one vehicle of training before they actually said, oh, you know what you're doing. So they show us once. And the last one, the manager was like, you don't need training. And I was like, this vehicle hasn't launched to the public. You want us to put in speakers, which are probably around $60 to $100 per speaker. And you want me to bolt stuff in. So he's like, okay, this new guy who's been there a month will train you. And he comes up, He has a completely, like, four, no, he's, he was a white dude, but he had an accent that we couldn't understand, and he, like, mumbled his words. Oh, no. And all, all Dad and I heard was, I've never done this before. Let's figure it out together. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, shit. So, I'm popping in, like, um, eight bolts to the speakers that Dad is placing in there. And the first one he goes to tap, or he, he doesn't tap, but the first bolt he goes to put in, he screws it up and has to re-thread or tap the hole. Oh my god! Which is, you have to take off your glove, and if you don't take off your glove, the tapper could potentially rip off your finger. And I was just like, fuck, like, I'm not getting paid enough for this, I'm just gonna put the bolts in, if they're fucked, they're fucked, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like... I'm not going to lose a finger for this shit.
0: Well, there's so many potential things that could go wrong here. Not only could you get injured and then file a class action lawsuit with a number of people because they didn't train you the way they should have. Yeah. And then two years down the line or months down the line, they have a potential to have a significant, crazy recall to say like, "Hey, we didn't train <laughs> All rides vehicles. We didn't train you know the hundreds of accountants we threw on the line." So. We have to recall thousands of vehicles that we sold to the market, and oh, then then potentially you have people like wheels are falling off when they're <laughs> on the freeway.
1: Yeah, no, it's it was just awful. And
0: uh,
1: okay, like so I, I think I ripped up a speaker on accident, but like so like the manager was sitting over me and I was putting. He's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And like we had a, a gun that would actually start like doing the bolts for me, and. Because by that point my hand like I feel like I have carpal tunnel in my wrist right now and I my if I go to bend my fingers, my joints are in pain. Yikes. So like by the end, I could barely move my hands enough to like move a bolt Mm -hmm. to put in the gun. And like I, I go to put it in and I think I pulled the gun too soon and I just start spinning the bolt into the speaker and like rip up the outside of it. And the, the manager's right there, and he didn't say anything. I was just like, I guess he didn't see that. All right, just put the bullet in. And I'm just like, someone down the line will deal with it. Because they have QA going on, right? Yeah, I'm like, I he didn't say anything. Apparently, it's cool. I'm just going to go with it. I mean, before a, a car is going to hit the market, they're going to test the hell out of that, yeah, right? Yeah, or someone's going to look in their back speaker and be like, that's fucked.
0: Yeah. Um, well, but, okay, let's flat, fast,
1: fast forward a little bit. Did you at least treat yourself to a nice meal last night oh yeah i did dude i was in so much pain and like i got home my dog had been in the cage for yeah how was nala did she freak she, out she didn't yeah she freaked out and she didn't pee in the cage which is great that's good no poop she, or anything no wow good and for then her. she got well she's also like a 70 pound dog now yeah um and then she got out of the cage and was super like jumping around and stuff and then she started peeing okay yeah. out of excitement a couple times then we got her out and she peed a ton and i'm like I kind of limp in my way on a decent walk for like a half an hour. And then I'm just like, oh God, I'm in so much pain right now. So I ended up just leaving her out. I went to Giant Eagle. Got two sets of bones. So like four in total. Because I need some way to sedate her. Oh, I thought these were for you. Yeah, I was getting boned last night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I I got her. Yeah, four different bones. I got some Hagen dazs ice cream, Mm, mm. some vanilla, and then um, a little bit of Crown and Coke. So then I went back to my place, and then I ordered some Pasta Bravo.
0: Pasta Bravo. Is that the restaurant?
1: Yeah, it's like, Bravo is the restaurant. Oh, whoa. It's high-class shit. Yeah. And then I ordered the Pasta Bravo, which is kind of like a Penny Rosa. Oh, yeah. It's from Creamy Mm. Marinara from Noodles, which is really good. Some chicken. And then I ordered a lobster bisque. Jeez, man, you really <laughs> I'm just all like, dude, I've suffered so much. Like, I've been to hell and back. Yeah. I got to treat myself. I'm like Sam and, Sam and Dean Winchester after, like, fighting Lucifer. Can you imagine I, I, I doing come that? Out of the
0: cage. Can you imagine doing that, through, like, five days a week for, like, your entire life? No,
1: I'm like, I, I want to quit. Like, we went to lunch and I was like, can I quit mid shift? Like, the people who quit, like, some people go to lunch and never come back. Really? Yeah, or some people go into orientation and then just leave. Wow. I'm like, can I do that even and stay employed at my actual, bit, like, job? Yeah, no um, kidding. But I, I suffered through it. And um, so, yeah, I got... The last time I had Pasta Bravo was about nine years ago. Whoa. With my first girlfriend. And I really enjoyed going there and, like, getting this Pasta Bravo because it was so good. And... I, I ordered it last night. I don't know if the quality has gone down or like what, but noodles, Penny Rose is way better. Oh, really? Like it used to be a fancy restaurant or tastes like fancy high end food. It was generic as shit. Really? The, the lobster bisque was really good. Hmm. Um, and then it was Hagen dazs vanilla, um, almonds, like chocolate almond um, ice cream was really good. I didn't eat any of the bones, but Nala seemed to enjoy all of them. <laughs> well, that's good. So I used the bones because she just wanted to fucking play. And I'm like, I can barely stand up right now. <laughs> yeah. Like I sat down and just I just sunk. It's, have you ever seen that weed commercial where the, like, the girl is just that husk of a human laying on the couch? And she's like, have you ever seen that one? No, I must have missed that one. Oh, okay. That's how I felt. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> just a husk <laughs> of myself. Yeah. And I have seen Husk though with uh, Justin Long. I have no idea. Johnny Depp makes a cameo appearance. It's definitely like the worst movie I've ever seen in my life.
1: Even after that Walrus one,
0: that is the movie I'm talking about. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's literally called Husk. Ugh. Literally like the most garbage movie. Like it's not even one of those things where like in seventh grade you're like, let's just go watch a garbage movie like the scary movie one and two and three or whatever this is just awful and never should have been made the ending scene is not only horrific and gross it's just
1: horrific and gross appalling yeah no i just thinking about it um so yeah i had those things i gave her the bones and i got mortal shell and i started playing it i got the first shell oh nice i went through the tutorial and then i'm like i'm not in the mood for a hard game I just want to relax and do some easy shit. So I ended up getting on the Minecraft server, um, doing some farming. And then she, as I kept feeding her bones as she wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to fatten you up to sedation. So, nice. Yeah. It was a good night. I slept until like 630. And then now we're here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How How was your week? Uh, it's interesting. I actually have some news for you. Do you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, not many people know this
1: news, actually. Um, you're getting bunnies.
0: No, no. That's we're not, my first. Guess. We're not getting bunnies, and Lauren's not pregnant, so let's lay that to rest too. I was going to say you're pregnant. But <laughs> yeah, well, okay. that's more news. <laughs> the cats out of the bag. Um, no. So the the past week, how do I want to lay this out here? Um, I'm worried. Let's just say that gosh, I don't even know how to go into this story just because it's, it's where do I begin? Um, it's no secret that Lauren and I are certainly outgrowing our apartment very quickly, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it really happened after we got Scooby because our first place was like 800 square feet or something like that. And when we moved to this place, we loved it because it was vaulted ceilings. Um We had less storage space, but the rooms were just more open. We had more um, natural lighting. We had a patio. We were on the second floor. Less bugs crawling into our apartment. We loved it. Um, We just signed on our lease for another like 18 months. So we're going to be here through February of next year. Um, But with Lauren doing her master's, we've been here uh, however many months. It's been six months now with quarantine. We're kind of just losing our minds and getting stir crazy with the lack of space we have, certainly with Scoob. Um, So we got pre-approved. To buy a house. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So the past two, three weeks, we've been searching. The problem with the the real estate market right now, problem I say, relatively speaking, it's a seller's market. Yeah. Houses are going fast. So when we met with a realtor a couple of weeks back, uh, we kind of scoped out the neighboring suburbs, cities that we want to potentially live in. Um, priority number priority number one being um, school district because Lauren are going to have kids in the next few years. We want to make sure that we're, we're in a good place. Kids are getting a good education, really high quality, high grade schools. And so when we kind of boxed off the geographic locations of those cities and our realtor had this unique tool where he could filter down the listings to see which ones are newly listed, which ones are in contract, which ones, um, are getting ready to be sold you know whatever yeah so he boxed off the the cities that we wanted to or wanted to buy from or look into whatever There were about 65 and then he filtered for the ones that were um not in contract already and there was like seven houses oh shit so like okay this is gonna be a long process the good thing for us is that we have until february so it's not like we're bumping up against a leasing date it's
1: not next february the following february
0: yes thank you for the clarification you said
1: next february i was like shit that's only like what six months yeah
0: so it's february 2022
1: when halo infinite will be released um (laughs) which also coincides with us getting an xbox and you getting (laughs) out um so
0: yeah we're in no rush or anything to that effect because we have we have nothing but time but you know our realtor he's he's Shoving us houses um, or giving us kind of alerts through email when houses are going live. Well, two nights ago, three nights ago, a house came into our queue. Lauren looked at it and was like, You need to look at this house right now. And I was like, Okay. Um, so I looked at the screenshots, went through all the thumbing through all the images, super big backyard, all fenced in, um, not a finished basement, which is neither here nor there. We can do that. We have plenty of time to finish the basement down the line. uh, But she said, we need to look into this house. So Thursday night, I'm like, priorities, I'm streaming. So because, you know, we're really trying to temper our expectations because houses are going so quick, you can get into bidding more so fast. Yeah. Is it really worth um, getting bent out of shape if someone else outbids us because our pockets are only so big with being so young, we can't outdo someone in their mid to late 30s that's pulling down a lot more money than Lauren and I are. Yeah. So I said, why don't you go check it out with the realtor, right? Let Come back and let me know. And if you are like over the moon in love with this house, then we can put in a bid. So she came back. My stream went to shit anyways, so I should yeah. have gone with her anyways. Um, she loved it. We put in a very competitive bid based on the asking price. We went to our local establishment last night to get a drink. We get a FaceTime call. So basically, let's take a step back here. We, get, we put in the offer on Friday, Friday morning, yesterday. We said... You have until 5 p.m. to get back to us. They had 30 showings yesterday. Oh, shit. 30 people were going to come look at the house. At some point in the day, they said, hey, we'll let you know by 4.30 where we're at with your offer. They canceled 22 of their showings and accepted our offer. So we're currently in contract with the house. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're going to have to break contract here. Yes. So what we have to do now, and this is like the big thing that we have to do, is the inspection. Okay. So we could figure out like, the whole house is caving in, you know, uh, there's radon all over the place, like potential real deal breakers. So yeah. get, being in contract is... Well, the first step, of course, was getting pre-approved in contract to the house, the next step. Now it's, okay, are we willing to deal with the problems the house has? Yeah. Um, And there's all kinds of like little unique things we had and negotiated in our contract. So anything... Any potential repair that's going to cost more than $500, we can negotiate that like, hey, you have to pay for this. Or we can just walk away. Yeah. So once you're in contract, the buyer's the one that really has the power because we haven't signed our life and blood at this point, you know? So if if there's a significant leak that's going to cost $1,200 or the roof needs uh, repaired or whatever, we can just walk away. Thankfully, the house was built in 1990. Okay. They had a new roofing and furnace and everything else, and AC unit installed in 2010, so we're in pretty good shape. That's awesome. Um so yeah, Lauren and I are excited. And oh, let's just say this, it's in the same neighborhood as your parents. Not Sorry, not the same neighborhood, same area, same city. <laughs> Excuse me. your neighbors. Fuck, no, dude, there's no fucking way I live next yeah. to your parents, but um, same city, if you know what I'm saying. Okay,
1: that's a good district for yeah. sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, so it's actually the school district that I grew up in. Oh. So it's interesting. It's We're, we're going to say everything except the city. So same school district that I went uh, school-wise, same city that your parents live in, but we're playing the capital taxes, if you will. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. Ryan and I are, like, having a conversation that's, like, super cryptic, so we don't give away everything here. But um, all of that to say... We're in Narnia, and... (laughs) (laughs) We're paying Middle Earth taxes, and they're going to... uh, Hogwarts. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Mm. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Now you can start... I mean pending i mean your man cave and your actual setup for streaming podcasting and exactly
0: yeah, right. i already told lauren and lauren's like absolutely we're just gonna deck the hell out of that room um to make it to be whatever you ended up wanting it to be uh the master bedroom's actually on the first floor which is a little interesting okay. um but super heard. spacious I haven't seen
1: that what's that i haven't seen that
0: yeah it's it's a little unique in that sense but um super nice and then the main living space area it's like You've been to my dad's place, right? Yeah. You know that main living area yeah. space? That's the ceiling. Like it's Oh, so you have vaulted ceilings. Vaulted ceilings, yeah. Nice. So, Look at you. Yeah, like adulting and shit. Like shit. it's crazy, man. Um, yeah, so it felt really good um definitely helping with like the mental space, you know, mental health, all that good stuff. Um but we are ex- we're excited, but again, trying to temper expectations because there could be a real de- deal breaker issue. that's going to cost thousands of dollars that um whether you know they might just say no we're not going to fix that that's your problem now um then we'll just be like no it's not we're walking away and you have to put this house back on the you'll market
1: you have to get like lawn and gardening. i know i'm thinking about i'm like hose. oh my gosh
0: i'm gonna have to get like probably three more tvs to deck out the rest of the rooms dude um, i can
1: help you with the man cave that'll be a good project
0: it'll be fun yeah. i'm super excited you can help me paint if we need to repaint the room
1: um dude i'm free li- you'll just have to buy me lunch and i'll be f- dude i'll, I'll hook work- you up with
0: a chipotle bowl we got you Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, see that's the biggest news. Um, again, God, l- now I want to buy a house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that's fun.
0: Yeah. No, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a long process. Certainly, homeownership is going to introduce all kinds of new and fun things to Lauren and I. Yeah. But, uh, we're excited. Very nice. So, but beyond that, it's been a pretty chill week. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, one big thing. Yeah. So, I guess in comparison, you know, work is going as well as it can be. Uh, I'm still not over the moon thrilled about potentially going back to work in October because that's sounds like when they're going to send us all back mandated. But I, I don't know. I'm with COVID being as it is, and I don't see it getting any better by October. My guess is that won't be the case, which is why I'm excited. You know, if Lauren and I can close on the house if all things go well. We close on like the 26th or something like that of, of septu- this month of September. Oh, okay, so no. we have five to seven days to do an inspection. Uh, and then after that, we have to talk to the lender and everyone else, make sure money transfers work seamlessly, the whole nine. So if all things goes as planned, we close in September, we'd move in like then, you know, uh, we cancel everything out here. We'd move out of here. And, uh,
1: have you looked into what the cancellation is here? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Two months rent.
1: Is it? Yeah. That's not. I mean, that's Listen,
0: trust me, when you get into home buying and you see all the little fees and stuff going on, it's a drop in the bucket to pay two months' lease or two months yeah. rent here.
1: Like, trust me. Um Yeah, even fucking knobs to uh all the cabinets and stuff, they're like ten dollars a knob. Yeah. Screw yeah. you, Home Depot. Or yeah. Lowe's. But um yeah, outside of that,
0: works good, Scooby's good, Lauren's wonderful. So, nice. Any no games? No complaints there. Yeah, games this week for me, um, streaming-wise, I started Heavy Rain on Sunday, so Quantic Dreams, interactive, thriller, and I'm really enjoying it. I played it for about three hours or so. It's about a 10- to 12-hour game. The interesting thing about Heavy Rain is you have all of these different stories going on at the same time, and I'm not entirely clear... If they all interact at some point and kind of overlap, yeah. uh, the game kind of kicks off where you're playing as this this man named Ethan. You have two sons and you're married. You go to the mall with them and eventually, spoiler alerts for people that haven't played Heavy Rain. I won't go too in the weeds of the story, but certainly if you want to go into this game blind and haven't played it, pause here and look at the timestamps for when Rusty's done talking about the games he's playing. Your son ends up kind of going off with a balloon. He gets lost in a crowd of people. You're freaking out and pressing X to scream his name, Jason, which is kind of a meme of video games. Jason. 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 It's this weird... Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But eventually, he makes his way across the street, which I don't know how he got out there or why he decided that was a good idea, but he ends up getting hit by a car and he dies and you separate with your wife. And so then it's kind of this awkward relationship, shared custody of your other son, Sean, and... Your son kind of doesn't seem to like you. He's very distant, probably because of everything that happened. And eventually, Ethan, the main guy, he has these weird visions where there's just these lapses of time where he doesn't even know what happened, where he is, and what happened. So eventually, you know, you're in the park with your son, Sean, and he's on the merry-go-round, and you have this lapse of time. You snap back to reality And Sean's gone. Yeah. So then you bounce around a couple of other different characters. The long and short of it is there appears to be this origami killer that kidnaps young boys between ages 8 and 12. And he actually locks them in what appears to be either uh, a cellar, uh, a sewage drain, something we don't know yet. And he waits as many days as it takes for rainwater to fill it up and then these kids drown. And so... Ethan gets a phone message that's basically a message of Sean in a sewage drain saying, Daddy, you know, help me, yeah. find me, whatever. And at this point, you're at a race for time to find your son. A couple other things are going on. Again, I don't want to go into the, all of the details, but you have a main and in- investigator trying to crack the case to figure out what's going on. It's really interesting. I think it definitely still holds up. I'm playing the PS4 version originally on PS3. And certainly, the facial animations were probably um, really ahead of its time uh, back in the 2010-2012 timeframe when games like *L.A. Noire* also had like that facial capture that was really impressive. Yeah, and I still think it holds up. The only um, I would say gripe or critique I have is the voice acting can seem super robotic at times. But um, but beyond that, I mean, the storytelling is still very engaging. So I'm looking forward to hopefully hopping in back. Or hopefully hopping back into that tomorrow. I tried to play it on Thursday, and my oh god, it was just being super finicky. Yeah, it so was. Hopefully back into that on third or uh, tomorrow, and then Tuesday. Well, I guess this last Tuesday, I've just been playing Kingdom Hearts One uh, because it's just you know comfort food gaming. Uh, last weekend, I did a pop up stream on Saturday where I just wanted to test the audio to kind of figure out what was going on with the echoing. Big shout out and thank you to Blinkoom, he helped me kind of figure it out. We were talking on Discord, and then eventually, um, Josh, Frantic, of course, Blank, Nolan, the whole the whole gang was uh, hopped in the stream to help me figure that out. We got it going. We figured out what was going on with the echo, so that's gone. And um, yeah, so we played Kingdom Hearts on Tuesday. Couldn't figure out Heavy Rain on Thursday. And next Tuesday, actually, this kind of gets into what we wanted to talk about, there was a World of Indie Nintendo Showcase. Yeah. They showed a whole bunch of fun games. The one that really stood out to me was A Short Hike. Uh, Blink and Frantic talked very highly of this game last year. It was exclusively on PC. And there was a shadow drop of it on the Switch. It was like 7 bucks, So I downloaded that. We'll be playing that on Tuesday on Twitch, which should be really good times. It's a super chill, super quick game. I think you can beat it in about an hour and a half to two hours so, kind of another journey-like experience. Okay. And then we'll do some um, eBay mystery unboxings at the end of that stream, too. No, oh, very so. nice. But, yeah, other than that, let's see. More Witcher 3. Really enjoying that still. I kind of got through the main first area. So, you're kind of in Velen, which is kind of... Kicks off the story, trying to figure out where Ciri's at, what where her whereabouts are. And then... I kind of tried to clear as many side quests in Witcher hunts as I could there. Yeah. Which I think I was relatively successful I'm about. Timestamp-wise, I have no idea how far I am in the game, but I'm level 12 as a character. Okay. Uh, and it's it's kind of a bitch to upgrade or uh, level up in that game. Takes a lot of effort, a lot of side quests to actually do that. Um, but I made up my way to the next kind of main area of the map, which is Novigrad. And so there, I'm kind of just uncovering the map, going to neighboring cities, trying to get as many side quests in my queue as possible. Excuse me. And then I'll probably just roam the map for as many hours as my heart's content or as many hours as my heart's content and uh, just slowly progress in the story. I really foresee that being like a, a pick up and play a few hours here and there through the end of the year. It's just a tough game to sit and grind out for like the 100 plus hours it's going to take to finish it. Yeah, But I would say different than xenoblade chronicles i'm not getting fatigued the more i play that's good i'm really kind of just having a consistent enjoyment of experiencing what that game has to offer so and then outside of that i also popped in mortal shell which is kind of this underground indie souls-like game with the unique mechanic being this harden ability
1: yeah you get hard so
0: instead of using a shield you literally your whole body turns to stone and then from that, you quickly dodge out of the way. You still have the dodge roll type mechanics. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of the tutorial. And then I kind of was just like, similar to you, this isn't what I want to play right now.
1: So you didn't get into the actual world. You don't have a shell yet.
0: I do. Okay. Yeah. So you... So what? You take on the Did likeness... You the tunnel thing? I don't know. All I know is that I'm in like a swampy area. I took okay, on the... Okay,
1: so you went... You crawled into a tunnel... After you get swallowed by a fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: And then I took on the likeness of a knight,
1: basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. What do you think so far?
0: It's just kind of weird. Like, I was almost just looking for, like, a Dark Souls 4. You know, like, I just want a more Dark Souls-like experience. I don't want them to try and be different, basically. Like, be unabashedly like Dark Souls, which it kind of already is. But there's just these little nuances that I, uh... It's not that I don't like them. I just need to get used to them.
1: Yeah, I haven't played enough. I got the armor. I went through the tutorial, and I know you're not supposed to, I mean, you're supposed to just learn the moves and stuff, but some of the, I don't know if they have hyper armor or, like, they have no stagger. So, like, the one guy, it was, you get hard, and then you hit him, but as you do, like, an R1, usually that staggers people. Yeah. And zero. They just keep going. Yeah. They just keep it's hitting just like you. two or three attacks. It's, like, if I hit you with an R2 or an R1, there should be some stagger, but they just poise through it.
0: Yeah, and that's what was frustrating me, because I, I just kept dying, yeah. you know? Um,
1: like, one of them you have to die, like the fish boss. Of yeah, story. there's no defeating that. But. but, yeah, the zero stagger, I'm sure all of them, they're not all like that, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just something to get used to. That was my main complaint, too, of Dark Souls 2 was the Zero Stagger. It yeah. was like cutting through butter. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got hit with the sword and they're like, oh, okay, so I'm going to keep on going with my life right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully that changes. Um, I haven't actually fought any enemies in the swampy area because I wanted something more relaxing last night, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah.
0: So those are the games we've been playing, Ryan. We also wanted to quickly talk about two news things that happened this week. We kind of hinted at one already being the World of indie Nintendo Showcase. But before we got to get to that, I guess there's two PlayStation-related things I wanted to talk about. The first being this like minute and a half PS5 trailer where it says the play has no limits or whatever the heck they said in that little trailer where it shows this woman defeating some crazy-ass Snake Hydra-looking thing with a, a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um. And it was just kind of, again, showing off the adaptive triggers, 3D audio, touting all the stuff we kind of already knew about PlayStation 5. And so I'm just wondering, is that just kind of like, one of many things, is that just them saying like, hey, PlayStation Five still coming, don't forget about that.
1: <laughs> That's exactly how I took it. I'm like, I don't give a shit. About like about these extra trailers, all I wanna know is actual details. Like, I don't care about your extra sound or vibration. It's just give us a price and give us a launch date. Besides that for either company, I mean I'm still waiting for Microsoft to show some gameplay trailer. We and all are. any games we care about. We all are. But give us details.
0: Yeah, it's a little weird and I guess the other thing it might potentially be is kind of a teaser before the the main you know su- surprise or whatever you I, mean, I don't know if it was just like hey playstation 5 still a thing and then maybe next week there's just going to be a pop-up out of nowhere hey this is when the ps5 is coming november 6th or whatever 500 dollars for the hardware 400 dollars for the discless console headphones are going to run you 99 bucks and here's the 12 or 13 games coming out at launch who knows but i mean it's we're recording this on August 22nd. September is going to be here before we know it. That's two months away from these consoles being released. Understanding that, you know, we were talking briefly on, about it on the Discord. Like, COVID has obviously thrown a wrench into everyone's release schedule. Yeah. And now it's just this game of cat and mouse. When is someone going to come out and say what they're going to say price-wise so Microsoft can undercut them? I think that's absolutely Microsoft's strategy right now. Because Microsoft has nothing to lose at this point. Like... At that at this point they have a games as a service type console with with game pass which is not a bad thing let's make it abundantly clear run I say it every episode but <laughs> they don't have like the system seller game coming out at launch that everyone needs the series X for so they can afford to undercut Sony significantly with their console so it's an easier buy-in uh, for consumers yeah right so who knows at this point I would I would like at least um, you know sony to come out hopefully in the next two weeks to say hey this is what's going on and then microsoft will quickly follow with oh yeah well we're going to come in at 350 <laughs> or you know whatever they're going to end up saying um which is honestly good for me because i want to get a series x so i can play um the little xbox one collection of games that's quickly growing over there um
1: have you got any more xbox games
0: yeah, I've gotten one more, but I can't talk about it because it's on the pickup stream on Tuesday. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, just one more. But um, speaking of launch titles, Ryan, this kind of feeds into the other yeah. quick little news story. The more so more important one. Exactly. So, rumors are going around that Demon's Souls, the remake, could potentially be a launch game for PS5 because it was recently rated for both Japan and Korean markets. Typically, and I don't know... I'm not in the games industry, so I don't know this as fact, but I would like to believe, based on just the things I've read in the past for games before release, when games are rated, that typically means a game's a couple months out from being released. Yeah, It's pretty thick in development, so I'm wondering if Demon's Souls Remake, if that's a launch title, can you imagine a scenario where Ratchet & Clank, Gran Turismo, and Demon's Souls Remake are out at launch? And Spider-Man. Well, let's just say Spidey comes at Christmas. Okay. And Kana, the Bridge of Spirits and all the furry little critters that look amazing, comes out in December as well. See,
1: I take Christmas or holiday season as basically launch. Because we don't have a release date. So it's, I mean, a week or two in, in—that's I consider that launch.
0: It would be really weird if, let's just say, it comes out November, like the first one or two weeks of November. Yeah. And then Spidey comes out a month after that. It's almost just like, why wouldn't you just have a Spidey at launch at that point?
1: Yeah, I don't. Maybe they already have a great lineup. I don't, know. I, don't I, know. I still see the Chris. I mean, I think GameCube was GameCube a holiday launch. I think most of them are holiday launches.
0: Yeah, most consoles typically launch around the November, September, October time frame. The Switch was a, a March release, though I believe. Yeah, that's a little off. Nintendo just does their own thing now.
1: Yeah. Especially with these indie titles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, if Demon Souls comes at launch, that would be a huge seller. Mm-hmm. Especially with the loss of Halo, Microsoft can't compete with these. I mean, that's a cult classic, um, and it looked amazing, game or trailer wise. So, yeah,
0: it'll move me- units. I think the interesting thing that we really haven't talked about at this point is with console launches, like that's an event right? Like, people go nuts when that happens. People line up at their local Best Buys and Walmarts at night. They sleep out. They camp out. They get super pumped and excited. But with COVID, I wonder how that's, one, going to affect the launch of these consoles in terms of the hype, everyone going out and being there as if it is just some, like, concert event type thing. Yeah,
1: what's Black Friday look like? That, too. That's
0: another question we haven't Maybe gotten it's into. it's Friday now. And then, two, is this going to be, like, an Nintendo Wii situation where... Both the Series X and PS5, like you just can't even find them anywhere. Like they sell out day one and then it's just going to be like months of nothing. You can't find the console
1: anywhere. You know what we should do? Since you're in the market of buying like houses and stuff. Yeah. We should buy a store (laughs) and then stock it full of Xbox and PS5s. Okay. Go through Black Friday, hold one for ourselves and then sell the store after. And we can get both consoles and get employee discounts <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it works like that but we can yeah, it
0: does it <laughs> oh, you, totally does you researched it yeah
1: business it's, oh. it's not that hard yeah sure yeah just think like 25 percent off like we'll write it off as a loss like a tax write-off you got the tax stuff yeah we can do that cpa Ari lewis yeah we can we can figure that out yeah so that's a that's a plan that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> okay, so if it's anyone, better than my first option, which anyone, got cut.
0: Uh, if anyone needs one, just you know, give a little shout out to. It
1: yeah, will hook you up, Papa
0: Ryan, and I. And we'll we'll figure something. Papa up. Ryan. Yeah, that's my new nickname for you. That's hot. Yeah. Another thing that we need to talk about, Ryan, that's uh, on the. The docket. Yeah, that's right. World of Indie. Yes. So Nintendo showed a, <laughs> a number of games that I thought looked really interesting. Some not so much. Which, by the way, if anyone goes on the Nintendo. think it's still called eshop at this point on the switch there are like thousands of random little indie games not even indie just random games it would take you a lifetime and a half to download and play all those things
1: yeah but you don't get achievements
0: why no that's why i don't play them
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's why they're still there unbought and unplayed (laughs)
0: um but no there were a few that i think really kind of stood out um the one i kind of already talked about was a short hike I'll be playing that on Tuesday. That just looks like really good, wholesome times. But there, were there any other like standout ones for you, Ryan?
1: Well, there's the Bear and Breakfast, the yes. B&B, which looks amazing. You're a bear that has a bed and breakfast, and you can like customize your house or your bed and breakfast. Yeah,
0: it kind of looks like The Sims, but you play as a bear, and you can dress him in clothes, and you can make him wear a hat, and it looks yeah, amazing.
1: It's my fantasy for Bernstein bears. Bernstein yeah? bears, I guess? Is it Bernstein or Bernstein? I think it really depends on where you live. Bernstein. Where you're from. No, I'm going with Bernstein. Okay. So we got that one. And then we got one where you're like freaking shuttling spirits to the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Spirit Fair, which actually was another shadow drop. So that came out the day of the showcase. And that one you get to customize things as well. Yeah, it looks really nice. I love the art style there.
0: And the music kind of was reminiscent of uh, Animal Crossing a bit.
1: Yeah, same with the one you're playing Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Short Hike. Um, I'm trying to think. There was that one with the Indian lady. Raji. Raji. An yeah. An
0: ancient epic. Also a shadow drop. That released that day.
1: Yeah. No, so that one looks cool. Um, there was a, a trailer, not Nintendo, obviously, but it was Black Myth, right? Oh, so, are we leave leaving the showcase already? Those are the only cool ones.
0: Uh, yeah, you're probably right. There was well, there's one other one called the Red Lantern. You're kind of traveling this Arctic terrain. It kind of almost looks like Balto the game. Oh, okay. And you have a little pet husky that looked interesting. Yeah, I don't really know what that plays like. It looked like you know, 10
1: dogs and like I did a rod.
0: Yeah, because it did look like there was kind of open world first person environment to explore, but I don't think it would be to the effect of like an Oblivion, Elder Scrolls type thing.
1: Yeah, and I also see dog sledding for 100 miles across Alaska to be a very thrilling game yeah what what I said thrilling yeah thrilling <laughs> the most thrilling I would love to fight bears and climb mountains I don't know I, I played a game on my phone called the path and it was basically just walking and it's it'd be a similar vein to that just up and down terrain
0: walking simulators can be pretty decent
1: yeah, especially when you can see other players run by and you can like take resources and build a house at the end. Sure. Sure, yeah. Um, but more importantly, yeah, Black yeah. Myth. Mm-hmm. How did so, this game go under the radar for so long? Because they didn't drop the trailers for it, probably. Yeah. Um, I think this is their first trailer. It's from a uh, Chinese company. It's, it was like streaming or steaming something yeah some, yeah, some um, strange thing but it's a i don't i don't even know how to describe it basically you're like a monkey with a staff or like similar to the insect glaive in monster hunter and you can turn into like an insect you can basically i think it was 72 different forms or 72 different abilities yeah, like transformations yeah and you start out as this uh, kind of thing and you're you're going in your kind of hidden mode through past these enemies until someone spots you and the combat for the glaive itself looks very much like Monster Hunter Mm -hmm. Um, because they were saying they were playing Monster Hunter World or Monster Hunter they were playing God of War and they were playing one of the other major titles and they really liked it so it's a continuous shot similar to God of War 4 um, and then it goes through, and the graphics look amazing. They really do. Um, there's a bunch of different bosses. There's a boss that kind of looks like um, Toby Kadashi, which is one of the enemies in Monster Hunter World, um, who's like an electric fox, except without electricity, and kind of the combination between that and like a Baryoth, which is kind of like this fanged wolf um, in Monster Hunter World, um, Iceborne. And it was just this wolf thing, and you had a fire glaive at that point, and its fur caught on fire, and it's just they paid a lot of attention to the detail, and then at the very end, it kind of went through this montage of like bosses, and like the rest of the world, and different transformations, and it looks amazing. And it kind of too, the the combat was almost reminiscent of Dark Souls
0: because the different dodge rolling and stuff like that reminded me of Dark Souls, at least. I, I would say it's more kind of dark souls but more so god of war okay um and you watched more than i did i was listening that one guy that you sent the video for or um that was reviewing
1: it or kind of watching it he's awesome young yeah what's his name young yeah 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 he's he does a lot of news um he's a cool dude for video games yeah that and layman gaming are the two that i kind of that's how i keep up with the game industry right now
0: yeah what about you don't
1: watch my twitch stuff (laughs) only to get those points at the bottom (laughs) okay it banned people that's it i I just silence everything else Mm -hmm. um yeah so that one is probably my most anticipated game right now um more so than halo Maybe more so than. Not Spider-Man. more than
0: Kana or Wonder Song. Or not Wonder Song. That's what Blink played.
1: I would say so. Bala Wonder World? Come on now. Maybe not Dark Soul or Demon Souls. But Balan? it's up there. It, it's, it looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby, Scooby <laughs> just like jumped. It's all right.
0: He's like just had an out of body experience. There's <laughs> yeah. no idea what's going on right now we love you scoop so
1: no that game definitely look up the trailer i mean fuck they did way more than microsoft did for gameplay it's 13 minutes of gameplay we need to stop shitting on microsoft so much yeah but they need to show gameplay trailer this is the first introduction to the game like worldwide premiere and it's literally 13 minutes of gameplay with like four bosses and like six other future bosses Mm. come on (laughs) <laughs> okay it's amazing like it just look- go watch it it's unreal engine 4 it looks next gen you got monkey people
0: did they say or give any indication when this game might be coming
1: no they said probably like another two years is what they're two talking years yeah so this was kind of like their this is what we've got so far and this is what we got the capability and they have did it with like maybe 14 people And they're looking to double the size of their staff.
0: Well, the amount of traction it's getting from like the IGNs and GameSpots of the world, like everyone's reporting on this right now.
1: Yeah. So they're looking They're. I think they might crowdfund it now. Okay. And they're saying, this is what we have the capability of doing. And this is the standard where I think they're doubling their staff to like 30 people and potentially more. They might do like GoFundMe. I I see this taking off. I'd drop some money for that. I would definitely do. Yeah um the ign video has i think a million views last time i checked wow and everything seems to be positive it had like fifty-eight thousand up or thumbs up thumbs up yeah yeah last time i checked um i've watched a trailer like three times i don't doubt that the reaction trailers everyone's just like shitting bricks yeah just go watch the trailer so what's the name of it enlightened listeners it's black myth okay i think Black yeah. Math.
0: <laughs> well, I think you still have the YouTube video up on your, your, your computer. I
1: might. Yeah. yeah. Give me a sec.
0: We'll come back to me.
1: I, uh, my last search was, is Internet Explorer going away? <laughs> Which it should.
0: Google Chrome is so much better than Internet Explorer. See, I'm
1: more of a Bing guy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no. Bing is the worst. Yeah, Bing is the worst. Is that even so what's everyone's default web
0: browser i have to know drop a message in the discord and if you're not on the discord click that little link in the show notes you should definitely be there it's good times
1: yeah it's black myth wukong what a name yeah so i think wukong is actually an established character um i don't know what franchise but i believe he's an established character and this is their take on that interesting well
0: definitely hope we see more of that like at a well, e is probably not going to exist anymore. But hopefully the developer keeps us um, abreast to what, you know... It definitely updates. ...progress made on that game's development.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, they um, Sony has a lot of things coming out over the next year. Um, like you said, Halo's going to come out 22. And then, yeah, this will come out maybe 22 and a half, 23.
0: What a year 22 and a half is going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: They're adding it to the calendar now. Yeah. Oh, the Mayans. <laughs> or the Chinese. Or the Romans. The imperialists. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anyway, um, going into questions. We can absolutely do that, Ryan. And we will be doing questions right now. And by that, I mean immediately. <laughs> right fucking now.
1: <laughs> questions. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Oh sorry,
0: Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we have to reel it in here. Are you actually ready for questions, right? Yeah. I, I'm less
1: enthusiastic and less yelling now,
0: but yes. Okay, well I apologize for everyone's ears. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> as we always do. Um so yes, the question block, the new segment of a talk about this where we take all of the fun listener questions over on the discord if you're not in the discord you absolutely should be again click the link in the show notes it's as simple as clicking the link creating a profile and it's free and you can also write in the show if you want to at otaku brothers podcast at gmail.com write in, ask us a fun question, send us an audio question, Brian as we always say, anything that makes the show better. But we got a number of questions. I did one last kind of call out last night and the listeners came in real strong. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is shot after that crazy (laughs) Goku power-up movement or moment. I went Super Saiyan for a sec. Blink asked the first question, saying, Are there any games you can think of that you started out not liking, but kept playing and loved by the end? Or the inverse, any games that you loved when you first started, but by the end you really just were not a fan of? So, let's start with the first one. Any games, Ryan, that you started out not liking, but then really kind of came around to loving? Um, I'd probably say The
1: Last of Us 2.
0: You loved it more by the end than you did at first?
1: Yeah, I, I liked it more by the end than what I did. Because the zombie and the getting scared and, like, that kind of stuff is really not my thing. And be careful of spoilers, too. Yeah, being scared and zombies are not super spoilery, But, hey, spoilers, there are zombies in The Last <laughs> of Us Part 2. <laughs> Shit. Um... Yeah, but by the end, like, some of the characters and some of, like, the story, or I guess their development, I I appreciated more. And some of the combat, it it made itself a little bit more likable. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say (laughs) that's the one that really sticks out to me. That's a good one. Um, What
0: about you? I think in terms of, like, a game that I started out not liking—I've talked about this in the podcast a number of times— but I think the biggest one for me was back when I got the the 360 to begin with. Every one of my every one of my buddies was just getting lost in the world of Oblivion. Okay. And I remember going to Best Buy specifically and getting a Platinum Hits version of it, or whatever the 360s version of um, Best Sellers was when it was marked down to twenty bucks. And I popped the game in. And I started playing it. And the first-person combat, I just did not get at all, because I was so used to that point, playing RPGs like Kingdom Hearts, where it was just this real-time third-person combat where it just felt so fluid and quick, whereas Oblivion just felt super clunky, and you were just like hitting these monsters with these swords, and that up-close and personal view was just something I couldn't wrap my head around at the time. So I put it down, and then it must have been years later, honestly, when I was in college, because, yeah... I don't think I went back to it when I was in high school. I think it was when I was in college. I was like, let's give this series another try. This may have been after Skyrim that I went back to Oblivion. I honestly, to this point, I can't even remember. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously with Skyrim, I completely fell in love with that game. And then Oblivion, almost more so because I I appreciated and enjoyed the contrast, um, super vibrant and colorful world that it, it is, as opposed to Skyrim's more dark kind of dark and gray type world. Yeah. Um, So Oblivion's a big one, and actually this is probably going to surprise people. Um, Final Fantasy XIII, uh, when I first started playing that, the paradigm system, again, it's kind of a steep learning curve to kind of figure out what paradigms actually work well against the people that you're fighting against, Um, and where I really kind of called it quits, I think is at the end of Chapter 3, when Lightning is fighting Odin, which becomes her summon, I didn't understand, maybe just because I wasn't paying attention to what the game was literally telling me, um, was that at a certain point in the, the boss fight, you click like R2 or R1 or whatever it is to kind of cue a cutscene because you have to fill this meter in a certain period of time because otherwise your character dies, and that cues the cutscene and you kind of overtake the summon, if you will. I don't know the actual lingo or jargon that they use in the game, um, but I remember like just dying every single time because I wasn't pressing the button, even though I had gotten the meter up to where it needed to be. And so I was just like, "This game is just so stupid. Like I don't understand what it needs me to do to f- defeat this bo- this boss battle." And so I remember going into a play and trade. If anyone remembers those, I remember talking to this guy. And the way it was set up, it was really neat because the the cash register was kind of like an L-shaped, and on the right side, they had a kind of a glass encasing where they kept all of their more rare games, whether it was the Game Boy, the NES, the Super Nintendo, and I kind of just leaned on that and talked to this guy. And it's funny because I worked at the Kroger in the same plaza. Okay. His mom worked in the floral department there. And so I kind of knew him through his mom because he was one of the, the main people at the play and trade. And we would just talk about games and he was really into RPGs. And he's actually the one responsible for introducing me to Backloggery.com, which is a site where you can kind of categorize and catalog your entire video game collection. And so I remember him kind of pulling up and kind of walking me through all the Final Fantasy games he's beat. he had beaten to that point. And he showed me that he'd beaten Final Fantasy 13 and I'm like, oh, I couldn't get into that game, really, and he asked me, he asked me why. And I just said, I don't know, I got to this boss battle, and at the end of Chapter 3, it was just pissing me off, and he's like, oh, you mean Odin? And I was like, perhaps, I don't know what yeah. it, the, the character's name is, and he's like, oh, yeah, you just have to press this button to kind of cue the cutscene. And then that's when it kind of clicked for me, and I went home, and the rest is history. I absolutely fell in love with Final Fantasy Thirteen and played it to completion, but yeah, that's probably the biggest um, game that I started playing and just couldn't get into, largely because I didn't understand the game's mechanics, Yeah, uh, and then once I finally did, it's become one of my favorite games of all time.
1: Yeah, I would say Kingdom Hearts is probably the same way with me. Mm, yeah, another good uh, one. I put that one down, I had it for PS3, and Destiny Island, I just, it was not fun for me. Like, you had to collect all the shit, and then you had to race Riku, and then Riku was impossible to battle and i just i was like this is not my thing and then eventually years later for the ps4 after i met you mm-hmm. and you eventually convinced me to play it uh, i think it was after uh, kingdom hearts 3 was announced i had to play them all or at least the main games the main two so yeah i ended up getting that and playing through i think we did it in like a couple weeks was playing through both of them yeah back I think to so. back and I, I love those games. The story is convoluted as a shit, but that's what makes it fun.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <clears throat> no one really understands what's going on,
0: but it's you're there for Donald, Sora, and, and Goofy, and yeah. Riku. And just and a, the gummy ships. Yeah, oh, the, absolutely, the gummy ship. Yeah, yeah. The, the best part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the inverse of the question then, Ryan, is there a game that you liked at first, but then by the end, which just wasn't really hitting the right notes for you? I'd
1: probably say Neo's one of them. Oh, um, yeah. That one was, it was a lot of fun to see the differences, um, send the combat and stuff and collect the gear. But I, I never really finished that game. It just, it wasn't for me mm-hmm. and it kind of weeded itself out. Um, and then probably Ocarina of Time for me as well. Mm. Um, I liked that towards the beginning, but I, I played it at a time where obviously Skyrim was out. I played it as a 3DS port, I guess. It's a remake. A remake. Yeah, yep. And, um, yeah once you get into the temples and some of the puzzles they don't hold up super well and the cameras jank as shit um so by the end i was i was not having a good time Mm -hmm. i did all the side quests where you get that super powerful sword um but yeah i didn't love it that's fair that's fair which i I voiced probably multiple times (laughs) yeah yeah you have um
0: Uh, yeah I think for me, kind of staying in the same train of thought of Zelda, which is probably going to hurt more people's feelings than you saying you didn't really get into Ocarina of Time by the end, Uh, you know, Breath of the Wild, I can certainly appreciate because it is, no pun intended, a breathtakingly beautiful game when you get out of that initial cave and then you see the title pan across the screen and you see this world that is just ripe, full of exploration, or it certainly encourages you to just run around, get lost in this world. And I kind of enjoyed that for the first four to five hours, but the thing that just pissed me off to no end was just the weapon breaking. I never felt like I was progressing in any significant way. Um, And for me, I think it might just be Zelda games in general that I just... It's just a rusty problem. They're just a steep learning curve, and... Maybe I just suck at video games. Yeah, but maybe. I can never play a Zelda game without a guide, Ocarina of Time included. Like I I always have to play those games with a guide just because I suck at puzzles. There's a lot of puzzle solving in Zelda games. Yeah. And in terms of like a sense of direction, Breath of the Wild takes things to a new level in terms of like your Skyrims and open world games where if you want to know where to go, you have to know what you're doing yeah. and be paying very close attention. And we all know Rusty's not good at that good at paying attention in video games. <laughs> so, Breath of the Wild is just something that I really enjoyed and appreciated in the beginning, uh, the first few hours that I played it. But by the end of my six to five to six hour run of it, I just, I wasn't having as much fun as I thought I should be. So I kind of shelved it and I'll eventually go back to it, probably fall in love with it like I did with Oblivion years later or after the fact. Uh, but right now, I can't force myself to play that because otherwise, I'm just going to like it less. Yeah, And it's going to be difficult to finally... <laughs> appreciate that game for its own merits um
1: yeah and i mean luckily apparently i had a guide for it that lauren now has it's right um with the map and everything so hopefully that helps
0: yeah i mean i'll I'll eventually give it another shot i i would love to be able to come on the podcast here with you and just gush and rave about that game yeah um makes me want to play it again seeing lauren playing it again yeah yeah lauren's getting into it she's enjoying that so Good question, Blink. Thank you for that one. He also asked another question, Ryan. This is potentially the most interesting one we have on the,
1: the question block yeah. today. What do you think Nintai looks like? That's that's a really hard question because I, I, I lay in my bed and I look up at my ceiling with its weird patterns and just think to myself, what the fuck does Nintai look like? <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, I mean, like, I know what Frantic looks like. I know what Blink looks like. I know what Nolan looks like. I see you every once in a while, mm-hmm. but, like, fuck. He, does he exist? Who knows, man. <laughs> maybe it's, like, a second Frantic
0: account. <laughs> I think it's just a figment of our imagination, collectively.
1: I don't know. I, I see him kind of on a different plane of existence. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's, he's like, maybe, like, an astral dragon. Yeah. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, and that's why he doesn't want to show his face or come on the podcast because you he'll, he'll speak in, like, parcel tongue. Mm. Like Harry Potter in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> episode <laughs> two? Yeah, Return of the Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Attack of the Snakes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's it. He He's good at... Dragons can... Te- or... Uh, Type on keyboards. It's it's hard because they have long claws, but mm. he manages. And that's why there's some spelling errors and grammar and shit. But, like, English is a hard language.
0: I don't know. He's pretty sharp. He always seems to have... Yeah, pretty- he,
1: it's very dry humor, and that's the 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 humor of the dragon. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so,
0: yeah, Nintai's a dragon. Starting okay. started that. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, next question. No, what here. do you
1: think is Nintai? What is he?
0: I think he is... Well, he's already said I think that he's six four, so he's pretty that's, tall. And that's actually kind of short
1: for dragons. Tall and lean. <laughs> okay, maybe well, he's like Mushu. Oh, like a large Mushu. <laughs> 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 or, or wasn't there like American Dragon on Disney Channel? Yeah, maybe Jake, he's more like that.
0: Jake and the American Dragon.
1: Yeah, or something like that. Who knows? Or there was that one show with um, what's that guy? A Jet Lee. Fuck. What was that uh, movie we watched with Jackie Chan? Oh. There was a Jackie Chan movie or show where he was mm-hmm. like a cartoon and he fought dragons. Jackie Chan Adventures. Such a good show. Yeah, it's good stuff. Maybe Nintai's on the... He's not going to get onto our podcast before he collects all of the medallions. To Are you dumb? summon the dragons of yu <laughs> <laughs> Which is his father, who's been kept in a cage.
0: See, it's that point in the episode where Ryan just starts going so off the rails. That
1: I've I, only had coffee today.
0: Yeah, he so, hasn't eaten any food. So. so we're gonna just keep trucking. All right, here so with next questions. question, I guess. Nintai's a dragon. So Frantic asks a question. Or no, wait a second. Blink asks another one here. He says, "Have there been any fan games or ROM hacks that you've really enjoyed?" And I think for me, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't really played any ROM hacks or. Um, I really haven't even played a game with mods, to be honest with you, but I think the one game that I would love to play is something Blink is playing right now, he's been streaming it the past couple of weeks, is Banjo-Kazooie the Jiggies of Time. So it's basically all the assets of Banjo-Kazooie kind of melded together with Ocarina of Time and its world, loaded with tons of Easter eggs and all kinds of fun little nods to the N64 and even Nintendo era, really, Um, and by Nintendo I mean original Nintendo. Uh, it's just full of really awesome stuff.
1: So, yeah, that would be a good one. Um, I've played fan games for like Minecraft mods that are like Jurassic Park and then Pokemobs, where you're actually like in a Pokemon world. I'd, I'd consider that a fan game, maybe. Yeah, yeah no, I can see And that. then the ROMs would be probably the Pokemon ports, um, the original versions. I know they're way back, I think when we were in college years ago at this maybe five years ago they did twitch plays which was a wrong hack of i think blue version or yellow version and twitch actually would you would input in your chat like up and i guess it would every so often pick one of the chat responses Mm -hmm. and you'd move up and they beat the entirety of blue version with everyone's twitch chat
0: yeah i remember um I remember the old-gen gamers talking about that, and they were literally live on the podcast following it too. It was like a as a
1: it was a phenomenon, like
0: a fish plays Pokemon
1: or something stupid like yeah, that. yeah. And then like so, they accidentally I think released Char Charmeleon. They're trying to put him away in the computer, and they accidentally released him. Oh no! And there's like there's hilarious uh, wallpapers of like Charmeleon as like an angel, <laughs> like ascending. <laughs> yeah, he's ascending. And, like, I think they might have released another one, and then they spent, I think the chat was fighting or trying to go different directions, and it just kept clicking on the Helix fossil, so they made Lord Helix is the god of, like, the play. Oh, wow. And there was just, there were so many, like, it was just a lot of fun. That's awesome.
0: Um... Do you mind if we move along here? Yeah. Okay. Josh, also known as Frantic, he records the Frantic Thoughts podcast. Check that out. He says, if there was one food or drink that you could eat indefinitely and it had no adverse effects on your health,
1: no gaining weight, etc., what would it be? This is probably a lame one, but chicken quesadillas. Oh. Yeah. You can make them so many different ways, but... I am always down for chicken quesadilla. Quesadillas are amazing. By the way, your yeah. sister makes one hell of a quesadilla. Yeah. No, they're they're so good. I mean you got the tortilla, you get like butter on one side just so it sticks oh, or yeah. Christen, crisps crispens. Gets more crisp. <laughs> <laughs> There's a way to change that, but um, and then you got some chicken or some cheese. Then you get a little bit of hot sauce mm. and then you get some chicken and then potentially more hot sauce if not if you depending on how spicy you want it or some um was it pepper flakes oh yeah um and then a little layer of cheese so that you can it sticks together and then another layer of the quesadilla
0: dude i'm getting hungry
1: dude i haven't eaten today i'm like fucking foaming at the mouth <laughs> like salivating over here thinking of like i'm literally salivating um I got my Pavlovian response just to hearing the word quesadilla. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I there's so many. I mean, there's toppings that you can add to it. I usually do barbecue sauce is a really good one on top oh. of that. So it's like a hot barbecue sauce quesadilla, chicken quesadilla. That sounds pretty tasty. But you can also do like the more Mexican approach where you do like salsa and sour cream. and Yeah. Yum. Oh God, fuck. I just want the quesadilla. <laughs> well, staying. I don't have any chicken made. It's just I don't have barbecue sauce or well, I can tortillas you a or s- cheese or anything to make a quesadilla. <laughs> yeah, I just well, want one. Okay. Now. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Fuck you for asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ryan. What did you have for breakfast? Did you have a quesadilla? I did not, no. Okay, what food... <laughs> I want one now. Just like pouting over here. Okay, well, how about I answer the question? So yeah, what what food would you eat?
0: Uh, I think I could eat Chipotle pretty much for every meal every day of my life.
1: Yes. So yeah, <laughs> like for I, sure.
0: just a a chicken and steak bowl, double meat, um, light on the red hot sauce. You know, you got your all your fixins. You got the veggies. You got the cheese. You got the lettuce. Little pinto beans, all mm. that good stuff. Add chips. So that you're actually like dipping the chips into all the meat and goodness. It's so good. I could literally eat that for every meal for sure. And then when he talks about like, you know, having no adverse effects on your health. So earlier in the week, Lauren and I, I think this was Thursday night. I just want to eat butter. (laughs) Or maybe it was Wednesday night. Yeah, this was Wednesday night. Um, I did a test stream playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I wrapped that up. And to this point, like Lauren and I really hadn't eaten a whole lot that day. And I was like, you know what sounds amazing? And she's like, what? Taco Bell? And so I was like, okay, we'll, we'll make a list. Like we're just gonna order like half the menu. Oh, so no. actually, the piece of paper's over there. You want me to go grab it? Yeah. Give me a second. Of course. Because there's
1: a lot of stuff. <laughs> when you said adverse effects, I know what you mean now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that means a lot of things. Not only in your 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 uh, your waistline, but the next day trip to the back. yeah depending. i mean especially if you add fire sauce so the the menu or what we ordered that night were two crunch wraps of course uh we also call them conch shells yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll tell the story behind that adventure. someday <laughs> uh three crunch, crunchy tacos lauren wanted that one nacho cheese dorito loco nacho bel grande no sour cream please that was the menu that's what we uh,
1: how much of that was actually eaten in one sitting?
0: So Laura and I, if you want a chick flick called Definitely Maybe with um, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. That was good times. And we I ate the, my crunch wrap and I felt okay with myself. And then I ate the Nacho Cheese Dorito Locos. I felt less okay with myself. Yeah. And I got up and it just kinda hit me and I was like, Whoa, I feel really gross right now. <laughs> yeah. And so I walked over and I grabbed the nachos Belgrande. Grande. <laughs> And to this point, Lauren only ate – she ate her crunch wrap and she ate two of her hard tacos. And then she asked, do you want my last taco? And I'm like, girl, we still have a whole Nacho Belgrande to eat. <laughs> and this is like 10 minutes in the movie because we just devoured this food, this food. And I grabbed the Nacho Belgrande and I opened up the case. And I was just like looking at the nachos. And the more I looked at it, the more I just hated myself. <laughs> for even considering yeah. ordering that on top of everything else I ate. So with with each subsequent nacho <laughs> I put in my mouth, I just like felt so sick to my stomach yeah. and I just hated everything about the decision we just made. And I ate like half of the nachos and I was like, Lauren, can you please help me? And she's like, no, I, I can't. I can't bear to eat another bite of Taco Bell. And it's one of those things where you have to strike a nice balance because – you start eating more and more and more Taco Bell to the point where it's just like this is disgusting. Yeah. Like I think that the where we should have called it quits was a Crunchwrap Supreme and the Nacho Cheese Dorito Loco. If I just ate that, I think it would've been okay. <coughs> but when I Is that
1: like a is that a flavored shell or what is Yeah,
0: this? the shell is literally like a big nacho a Dorito. cheese Dorito.
1: Okay. Yeah. I could definitely picture you, like, every chip, you're like, fuck you, Rusty. (laughs) But I just kept going. I hate you. I just kept going. Your father never loved you. (laughs) You're just, like, eating chips, like, insulting yourself. Uh, Scooby likes your mom better. (laughs) Like, really personal attacks. Yeah. Then you get to the end, you're like, oh, God, fuck. Pretty much. It makes me want Taco Bell
0: you should get some just don't get as much as we did that was like a $17 order yeah I mean
1: yeah no Taco Bell's definitely like an every two or three year thing
0: and we haven't had it in probably like since two your CPA probably yeah that might have been the last time yeah because when I passed my CPA exam the only thing I wanted to do was drink a cordial light and you, eat Taco Bell
1: because <laughs> you've never had it before until then right or once, maybe.
0: No, we, we had had Taco Bell before that because there was like a string of weeks where when I first had Taco Bell, it was like trying drugs for the first time. Like, Every night. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've never done drugs, but I I have to believe that's what it felt like. Eating you do like meth I, once and then you do
1: meth the rest of the week. It was just so good. Yeah, but you probably, by the end, you had like sores on your face. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, well, at least like Taco Bell sauce.
0: The crunch wraps got the best of me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I th- I think we've exhausted. <laughs> I mean, I could also do ribs. I think every night with like the um, like city barbecue ribs with their Texas toast. Oh, yeah, yeah, some sweet barbecue sauce and some swine wine mixed up. Mm. God, fuck me. <laughs> and then I could probably do that. And then I don't know if there's any. I mean, Chipotle, obviously. What else? I don't know any fast food that I could do.
0: No, because like again, Taco Bell's like I, I can't do it's, that. It's occasional.
1: Yeah. Yeah, even burgers and stuff. I I don't think I could do a burger. Um, I I do like like McDonald's like Mac sauce. Mm. So like a double cheeseburger with Mac sauce. Yeah. Um, but not every meal. It would it would some. It'd have to be like ribs or something.
0: Yeah. But no doubt. Yeah. I'm not sure how deep we want to go into uh, Nintai's question. Like, I feel like we could do a whole episode on this.
1: Let's read it. Okay. And
0: then... We can punt it to the next yeah, episode. Yeah, it
1: even says, like, discretion.
0: Every year, it seems like gaming takes a step in advancing the medium to something closer to, the, to its counterparts. However, it appears that it might come at a cost with the rampant accusations of teams subjected to crunch and individuals to harassment and discrimination... Do you feel that this ultimately holds gaming back from the legitimacy it strives for? That's a deep question. His second question is, which of these is more of a sandwich, a taco or a hot dog? Yeah,
1: yeah opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, I mean, I we can surface level answer the t- for- uh, the first one? Yeah. And then, if we want to do a portion of devoted, like, a thesis paper on it. Um, as far as... That's actually pretty hard. As far as legitimacy of, like, a a market, I, I think it's... Video games are pretty well es- established as a medium to consume media. Mm-hmm. Um... As far as legitimacy, it I think it's always going to be perceived not specifically because of crunch because crunch is in any industry, movie making, TV shows, like no one gives a shit about the base level workers at the end of the day. They care about the product. Yeah, unfortunately. I, yeah, I mean, like even now the the whole consp- thing about Ellen DeGeneres just shitting on her. Yeah, people. that's crazy. Like, it's all about the output. And unfortunately, I mean, similar to video games, the lower-level associates don't get the um, recognition or they're overworked. Um, What's going on over long, there? What? What's going on over there? Oh, I was just plug in my thing that fell out. Oh, okay. Um, the base-level associates are not going to get the recognition, and they're just a cog in the machine that is media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's always going to be the perception that's perpetuated probably through m- maybe chick flicks, but other media that like video games are meant for nerds. I mean, um, it, that I guess, but there's a lot of different people across the spectrum that play video games. And I think until nerds or whatever are still, through movies and other for like T V shows and stuff are stopped being perpetuated that they're a very specific group of people that play video games. Until that happens, they're not gonna gain legitimacy. Like I think esports is a huge thing mm-hmm. for the recognition of the video game industry. Um, crunch I don't think affects the perception. I think they were, they're gonna get crap more from the gamers and the people who understand and consume that media, but not from the outside. The outside doesn't care. That's a know, long rant.
0: I don't know if I have anything to add to that. It's just a tough question. And I think, again, we could write a thesis paper on this. Like One of the papers that I wrote for my uh, my final English writing class in college was, Do is there a correlation between gun violence in schools and video games? And it was like some... 15, 20-page paper or whatever. Honestly, I don't even remember. What the my,
1: answer's no. Yeah,
0: I don't even remember what my conclusion was or what I got to based on the research that I performed. I don't want to go into that rabbit hole discussion, but I was just making the comparison that I feel like something like this, you could do the same amount of research in um, writing for. But I think you covered it pretty nicely.
1: and. Um, to get to the more important question, are, are tacos or hot dogs more like uh, Which of these is sandwich? more of a
0: sandwich, a taco or a hot dog? I don't really think... I think it's almost the same because they both have, I would say, two carbs or whatever, two sides of carbs holding
1: meat and veggies together. (laughs) Sandwiches are defined by their carbs. They are. are. Yeah. I mean, you can make a sandwich out of lettuce or is that considered a wrap? Or is a wrap only this like spherical or cylindrical design of it? Does, does a sandwich define itself by carbs and Dude. its tiny little waist and its round curves?
0: <laughs> Why do we have to have all these philosophical debates here?
1: Because it's an intense. Like, I think one of the earliest questions Gandhi tried to answer was if a taco or a hot dog were more of a sandwich. I don't remember reading that in his... Uh... There's a lot of things you don't know about Gandhi, and that's one of his earlier writings. It doesn't get a lot of, like, publicity. But it too, similar to the video game industry, strives for legitimacy. I'm gonna go with hot dog. I'm going with hot dog too. Okay. Um tacos are more so a similar to like a crunch wrap or a conch shell or um like a chicken quesadilla. They've got it it does it's not a sandwich, but like the hot dog's got the buns. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm not defining a sandwich as like two carb patties. With some shit in the middle, mm-hmm. but yeah, okay. I'm going with a hot dog. Hot dog, it is. We got what them. type of hot dog do you like? Do you like the girthy like hot dogs, like uh, more of a like a ball park frank, or do you like a, like a brat, or do you like the foot long like skinny ones? Dude, get that
0: out of here. No, that just reminds me of like elementary school, right? Like the
1: really foot-long processed foot long
0: hot dog day or whatever the heck. Um, I prefer elk dogs. What are you,
1: Joe Rogan from Alaska? <laughs> Oh, you're right. Was it elk or I think it was like reindeer? Reindeer meat. Yeah, it was definitely
0: yeah. a reindeer dog.
1: Yeah, you're right. I will say reindeer dogs were the best. Those were so Two good. of them was definitely a stretch. That no, was a little too
0: <laughs> much. Yeah, too much meat. Uh, can we get to the final question? Yes, yes, we can. We've prepared for this one. We have, yeah. So APOC, also known as Nolan, he says, What is your ideal podcasting content creation setup slash room slash vibe? What equipment would you want? What would the room look like? What music would you use to get you hyped and set the vibe? And what all would you like to do
1: in there? I think this question becomes more real now that you're potentially buying a house to build this space. Yes. Um, So you mind if I kick things off?
0: Yeah, go ahead. I think I like to keep it simple, stupid. Stupid, simple. Um, Why I love Dave Grohl so much. He's one of my favorite musicians of all time. Of course, he was the drummer Nirvana. He's now the front man of the Foo Fighters. They literally recorded my favorite album of theirs, Wasting Light, in his basement on tape. So Yeah. So just the classic way people recorded music many, many moons ago, that's how they like to record the music because they don't like all the dramatic effects and auto-tune that you see in the music industry nowadays. And when they won like umpteen Grammys that year, they literally went on the stage or Dave Grohl and was kind of just like, fuck the music industry what and what it's become. Yeah. You know? And so... Not that the the comparison is kind of apples to oranges almost, but like we're basically Nirvana and the Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in terms of like my podcasting setup, I wouldn't want like super crazy bells and whistles, <clears throat> some twenty five
1: thousand dollar recording studio in my home. Do you want any of that wallpaper where it's like the divots to like sound dampen?
0: Maybe, I don't know. I think there's kind of some charm to as much of like an audio snob as I am. There's some charm to like having the audio not sound perfect because then it almost becomes artificial, right? Because when you hear Dave Grohl's voice crack in the lyrics, there's just personality to that. Okay, And I think you lose personality with perfection, auto-tune, noise-canceling, soundproof rooms, or whatever the heck. So for me, what does my ideal room look like? When Lauren and I get a house, I hope I can kind of deck it out more from a streaming perspective to have my Yoshi 64 poster behind me, to have my Kingdom Hearts figure behind me, to have maybe a better mic at some point, but again, still able to hear my voice where it's like people don't sit. I want it to sound like Rusty. Yeah. Right. I want it to sound like me. Um, so have a nice desk, have two to three different monitors that, um, can output significant graphics. So it's like a top of the line, um, I guess computer screen, you know, whatever that ends up looking like. I don't even know because I haven't done the research. Um, I don't want to be using a laptop. I'd like a top of the line piece gaming PC. So I can stream games that, the fastest processing speed, or whatever, um, just so that my stream setup looks pretty sweet. Um, and then I like, you know, when you see people's gaming setups or gaming rooms, they kind of have those lights that kind of light everything up. Like it's super dark, but they have like a green or whatever kind of light casting around the room. Yeah. I would love to have kind of like a purple effect light, if you will. Oh, that'd be cool. Um,
1: like a black light. Yeah,
0: something like that. But uh, but yeah, super like super simple, nothing too crazy. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd and, prob- I, and One more thing, if you don't mind. Okay, quick. Yeah, just kind of retaining the personality thing. Um, recently, I got that profile picture done for me. Yes. Which is, I love it. Awesome. I'm obsessed with it. But I think it was so neat to see people's response, especially on Twitter, uh, Facebook, or wherever else I posted it. Um, a lot of people PM'd me or wrote me messages or replied to the Twitter post and just said, that's so you. Yeah. Like, that is rusty as a cartoon character. And that's all I ever wanted, you know, was to kind of retain who I am, sticking to my personality. And I think similar to like a podcasting setup, I would never want someone to listen to an episode and just sound like, doesn't even sound like Rusty and Ryan,
1: you know? Yeah, no, I get that. So. No, I'd probably go with the personal route as well. Just cool things you've collected, different art um, that would kind of be tailored to my stuff or the shit I've already bought. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that the metal plate of the dark souls with all the references I think would be one cool centerpiece I I really like that piece um I'd probably have some of the sound dampening stuff but not like the full walls but it would probably almost be like a checker pattern Mm. um just for different lines besides just the normal memorabilia um for somewhat professional but also like a tailored professional look yeah um because I've I've seen it done in a few ways where the pattern makes it look and it la- makes it look pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then it also ups the audio quality, um, but then also, like you said, maintains some of that, vo- I guess, personality of your voice. Yeah. With the imperfection.
0: And I'm, I could go on for days too, just about what I deck the walls out with. Like I would love to get the original theatrical posters for Lord of the Rings. That'd be great. Just have those up. Um, like, if I had to pick between, like, the theatrical posters for Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or whatever else, I think I'd have to pick Lord of the Rings. Yeah. As much as I love Star Wars and Harry Potter and, like, or even the Matrix or, you know,
1: things of that I mean, nature. If your current wall mount doesn't already show that.
0: Yeah. We, Laura and I are going to have to figure out where we want to put those in our home. <clears throat> the Fellowship Walking Across the Misty Mountains, but... But yeah, part of Nolan's question, Ryan, talks about what music would you use to get you hyped up before a podcast episode, before a Twitch stream, whatever. And uh, we have a few things queued up. So do you have one or two? I have both of your songs queued up. Or do you for your songs? Um, well, I have a lot
1: of songs to get me hyped up and pepped okay. up, but I only have one queued up. Okay, sounds good. So we can do my first one, then we can do your second or your first and then we can go do my second
0: is there a particular one you want me to play first do the one with more
1: skin first more skin like
0: more meat you mean
1: oh yeah <laughs> okay buckle up everyone yeah. this is what Ryan if hot dogs isn't a sandwich this will definitely make Ryan you. Ryan gets real greasy to this yeah. song I'm just a bachelor I'm looking for a partner, partner someone who knows
0: Ryan put your shirt back on
1: Gotta be compatible takes me to my limits girl when i break you, all. I that you won't fall again. what a song yeah it's from one of my favorite movies of all time <laughs> I'm sure it is right yeah. no it's a good like I don't know like pump up grinding song yeah and it's not like the uh, early 2000s rap but it's got like a really good beat and still it's good stuff I stripped to that I, I'm sure you could yeah. and I'm sure uh, our listeners would love watching that yes 100th but, uh, episode I'm just Be gonna prepared. yeah let's make it happen <laughs> We just buy a pole <laughs> Episode one hundred. I mean, if you get a house podcast stripper pole.
0: Oh yeah, we're gonna have all kinds of room. Um, Let's just get right to your next one. This is just too good not to play. Maybe like
1: forty seconds. I think is where he gets into the actual lyrics. Okay.
0: Starts a little low.
1: My party has certainly begun. What a song. Oh, God. I, that's what the song that I constantly piss off Rusty about between our takes when we pause. Um, I love that song. It's uh, Steelix. What's the name of the? the I t- already took it down. Ah, fuck, man. We got to let the listeners know and jive to this. Okay,
0: that's true. I guess I should have like... Uh, Lay
1: down It or- Down by Steelix. Lay It Down by Steelix. Um, there's a playlist... If you search that song, um, that plays very similar music to it, and that kind of stuff is what I listen to, like background if I'm just doing anything chill, cleaning the apartment, trying to relax or get in a good mood. Yeah, it's a good song to do that too. It's it's got like some Chris Brown, um, some like Michael Jackson-y feel to Mm -hmm. it. That's a good tune. And it's tune. got like a really good like rubber band man kind of bass to it.
0: And we literally play it every single time we're trying to get ready to record the podcast and Ryan just never stops playing the song. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think for like three or four episodes
0: now. Um. Yeah, so the song that I've been kind of jamming out to recently, uh, if I'm really having just a tough day at work or just struggling to focus, I'll go on a walk with Scooby and just play this song. Max volume really gets me going.
1: All right. Your eyes take a look at me. Get the picture fixed in your memory. I'm driven by the rhythm like the beat of a hawk and I won't stop until I start. To stand out. Mm, to stand out. You go, Some people settle for the typical thing, leaving all their lives. Do so you notice, notice me? What is that from? A goofy movie. That's exactly what I was thinking it was from.
0: Yeah, dude. That's my song. Very nice. Especially because there's lyrics. Um, let me see if I can pull these up.
1: It almost had when it switched melodies. It sounded like Ducktales. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah, it was like, okay, this is, yeah.
0: If the squeaky wheels always getting the grease, I'm totally devoted yeah. to All disturbing right. that, the peace.
1: I'm sure no one wants to hear Rusty's concert.
0: It's so good. Josh knows what I'm talking about. Frantic, back me
1: up. One of the I, best I was, songs. I thought you were going to play the um, that journey song that you said you've been listening to when you're walking. End Journey song Oh Apothesis I think yeah. is the name
0: of it Yeah it's really good too But um No stand out It gets me going Very nice That's the question block, Ryan. That is a wrap. I think we should probably call it because Lauren's on our way home. And uh, we went a lot longer than I thought we would.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm starving for quesadillas. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty hungry too. So um, definitely let us know in the comment section, or not even the comment section, drop responses in the Discord for some of the questions that we talked about. I'd love to hear your responses, especially the big debate Ryan and I had, which is more of a sandwich, a taco or a hot dog? Let us know. You can click the link in the show notes below to get to the Discord. Again, people are popping in there, having all kinds of fun conversations, so get in there and do the same. If you're not there already, you can also write in to otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com if you want to write us a more lengthy, personalized question or send us an audio question. We love those. Anything that makes the show better. Ryan and I need to start reaching out to some guests because we love to get some folks on the podcast Um, Ryan and I have a couple in mind we'd also like to get Lauren on before we get episode 100 queued up so check your inboxes Ryan and I might be reaching out to you soon but with that Ryan I think we should uh, get to our Saturdays Yeah. play some games have some good times but as I always do on the Otaku Brothers Podcast I turn it back to you to say do you have any parting words for our listeners
1: yeah just have a good week as usual Um, send us the music that gets you pumped up Maybe some more goofy movie songs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just have a good one.
0: All right, we will see you next week, folks.
1: See ya.